0: to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. These have been going around the world. We just love all the feedback we're getting. It's been so good, and I am so glad that you joined us today. I have a great friend of mine and a very special guest with me today, Hope Lamberson from Jackson, Mississippi. Give him a taste of that accent.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: If I could say hello like that, it would be so great. I am so glad to have you on the podcast. We talked about doing this a few months back when I was at your church there in Jackson, and it was like, we just have to do this. Turns out we are both here in Texas at the same conference. Yes. So it's finally happening. Yes. I am so thrilled. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Thank
1: you for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. So I want to tell you all a little bit about Hope, and we're going to get straight to it. Her story, it is amazing. It's very unique, and just so much of what I would call the fingerprints of God Just Mm -hmm. on your life and your path. I know this is going to encourage a lot of people not only just to not give up, but also to go after what God's put in their heart. So I'm excited about this. Hope comes from a ministry family. Her parents, Rhema graduates, awesome, awesome ministers of the gospel. They founded a church there in Jackson, Word Mm -hmm. of Life. In 1979, Mm -hmm. a powerful church. Then you went to Rhema. Yes. Graduated in 2001. Uh Uh-huh. Rock on Rhema grads. Yes. So you are married, have three amazing boys. Yes, I'm a boy mom. Yes, you are a boy mom. (laughs) And just you and your husband, Ryan, just hands-on, just handling so much. Man, you are 16 years in the ministry now, girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is amazing. It's a great accomplishment. Yeah. I'm proud of it. You should be. The path of what that has been hasn't been a walk in the park, No, but where God's taken you is powerful. We're going to get into that, but before we do, yes, uh, I want everybody to get to know you a little bit. So I usually ask our guests a couple of fun questions to get us started. First of all, I'm always looking for products that work. I like to go with stuff that my friends are like... <laughs> This is amazing. I know you keep your finger on the pulse of the latest and greatest hope. So, what is a product that you're using that's like, this is fabulous?
1: Well, I have to say, and you know, I'm really being open with everybody on this, but. Probably in the last year or so, I've really branched out into wearing fake eyelashes. I
0: love it. And yeah. they look fabulous, and so, by the way. Thank you. Uh-huh. See,
1: I really feel like I could be a spokesperson for this product <laughs> really? because I'm not one to spend like a whole lot of money, so to speak, on myself. Yeah. Having three boys, they kind of eat into one's budget. Uh-huh. But what I have discovered is the product at Target, it's the eyelashes brand is Ardell. Okay, and it's black one oh five, ladies. If you're listening, it's got four <laughs> pair in a pack for eleven ninety nine at Target. What? Yes, That's it's a, a good still a deal. deal. Yeah, you yeah. can wear those bad boys for five to seven days. Okay, those suckers don't even come off. I can actually <laughs> sleep in them. Wow, and they stay on all week. Every now and then, reapply a little fresh mascara, but. You're golden. Yeah, I'm golden and nice. using those every single day, and that product has really improved my life. That is so good. Yes. Okay, so Ardell. Ardell Black 105. You can't beat you it. Can you can't beat it. You can probably get them on Amazon, too. I yeah, bet. they're probably even cheaper on Amazon. It's so true. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay, what about your busy mom in the ministry? Uh-huh. I know you're a caffeine drinker.
1: Yes, got to have my
0: caffeine. Yeah, what's your go-to Starbucks drink these days?
1: I have a couple, but if I had to narrow it down to one lately, it would be a sugar-free grande cinnamon dolce latte with coconut milk. Love it. Yes, Ooh. that's my go-to. It's
0: kind of good for like coming into fall too. It's yeah. Kind of a little... Yeah,
1: now you got pumpkin spice coming in, which I that's know. my favorite Is it for really? fall season, but yeah. it's full
0: of all those... Yeah. wonderful calories so uh-huh. yeah cinnamon dolce latte with coconut milk Yep, smart okay mm-hmm. very good and then what about books you're reading i mean i know every now and then you'll mention i see on your instagram you'll post something you're reading yeah do you have one now that you just love or one there's a go-to
1: yeah, there's a couple I finished up. I used to not be a real avid reader, but I usually try to read one to two books a month right now. Wow. And some of my favorite ones I've done in the last few months, there's Divine Direction by Craig Rochelle, mm. and there's also Andy Stanley, Visioneering. Love that book. Yes, that's an amazing book. Mm-hmm. And then I came across one by Terry Law, mm-hmm. and it's called The Hope Habit. And that one is not just about, you know, having a heart for the nations and missions and things like that. But it's really about the word hope and how people lose sight of that Yeah, and how they find that back in their life. And it all has to do with it's a choice and a perspective. Yeah. So that book probably, if I had to rate them, has been my favorite within
0: the last few months. Wow. Mm -hmm. Hope Habit by Terry Law. Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm going to get that myself. That is actually a really good lead-in to, you know, what I have watched you sort of in these last few years walk out and what I think the Lord's placed in your heart. So really early in your life, Hope, I know you had to overcome a lot. So you're getting ready to graduate from Bible school, mm-hmm. and here your your dad, pastor of your home church, suddenly moves to heaven. Yeah. So you kind of— walk into that, mm-hmm. and all that comes with that unexpectedly, all that transition. I know your brother, then Pastor Joel, yes. he winds up taking over and pastoring the church at a really young age. Yeah, 17. 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what people had to say about oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you are, you know, standing by his side. I know his sister, but also involved in the ministry. Sort of fast forward, you get married, you Mm -hmm. and your husband are serving in the ministry there, Mm -hmm. alongside with your brother, three kids later, and then you're starting to come into like 15 years or so serving in this way, Yeah, and God starts birthing something in your heart. Yeah. Of something that you are carrying. So kind of walk us through this. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what that what that's been like. Um,
1: it's definitely been a journey, you know, I would say growing up, it started obviously being a PK, so that has challenges in itself and then the pressures of living right and doing what you need to do and even going through Bible school and working for the church going on 16 years. It has been definitely not you know, a walk in the park, but I think I've grown through each process and stage, and so my Mm -hmm. role, per se, on staff has evolved from many different hats that I have worn through the course of 16 years, but it was a process, I believe, to get me to where I've kind of launched out on my own a little bit, still Mm -hmm. working for the church full-time, still very active in the church and the role that I'm in right now is kind of like your next gen pastor just overseeing four other of our staff employees with the different roles that they do from birth through 12th grade. Wow. That's a huge hat in itself, yeah. but in the process of all that, about two years ago, I really just, I guess, went after my relationship with the Lord. You know, I think it's easy for people to who have served God or even gone through Bible school or even serving in the local church or working for a church. You can find yourself to get too comfortable and complacent mm. in your walk with the Lord, and it wasn't that I wasn't living right, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm a Christian and working for my church, but I just got too comfortable in my walk with God. I really wasn't like actively pressing into the things of God, hearing God's voice for myself or direction for our family and really what God was calling me to do. Mm -hmm. And so at a young age, probably when I was a teenager, I knew that God had called me to preach and proclaim his good works basically. Yeah. Through the process of all this and the different roles and transitions, two years ago when I really made a decision, okay, God, I'm going to give you all that I have. I'm going to surrender everything that has held me back in the past Mm -hmm. and really do what you're calling me to do and pursue that. It was just kind of eye-opening for me because it began to unfold through my name, which means hope. Mm -hmm. So I can say that I used to not like that name. I was like, who names their child hope like? (laughs) I just was not a fan of my name. Really? Yeah, I just, I could never, like, I don't know.
0: Because if your name's Hope, do you feel like I can't have a bad day? My
1: name's Hope. Well, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I love unique names, and all of our boys have unique names. But I just, I don't know. Something within me just did not like the name until I really started pursuing the plan of God and what he was calling me to do outside Mm. of an everyday local church, you know, working for a church. Yeah. And when that process took place, the way the Lord put it to me was all of your past failures and mistakes, you're trading your hurt for God's hope. Wow. And how God, you know, views me and sees me regardless of where I've come from, what I've walked through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I started viewing myself how God sees me and not only where He sees me, but where He's taking me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how There is Hope got launched through different ways of social media.
0: Yeah, so you initiated, really stepped out and launched. This ministry, it's Mm -hmm. called There is Hope. Mm -hmm. I know you're on Instagram, and I knew you were working on a website. Is the website up yet? The
1: website's not up yet. That's still in progress, but we do have YouTube. Just the YouTube channel is Hope Lamberson. I've also started a
0: blog. Okay. On top of that, and then you go live Mm -hmm. and just minister, encourage, really speak to people, yeah, wherever they're at, whatever season of life they're in, to say, look, do not give up. There is always hope. Yeah, and hope will really bring you through. Now, how often do you do that? That live feed?
1: Usually, I try to do it every Monday. Right now, it goes live at twelve, so I get on there about five minutes before, just kind of greet everybody that's tuning in, following. And we just go live for 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's just a quick Bible study, basically. That's so great. Mm-hmm. And I
0: love it, too. You were just telling me a little bit ago in the car about just some of the feedback you've gotten from people that are like, oh, it's Monday, hope's on. Yeah. Like, I need a boost. Yeah. And there was a mom from Oklahoma, I think, uh-huh. that was like, I put my kids down, and yeah. then I get online. Yeah.
1: She homeschools her kids yeah. and never met her, don't know her, but she tunes in, and the first time we started the live feeds which was last year yeah she basically wrote in sent a message to her instagram saying um, my kids are down for a nap i homeschool so i put them down strategically at this time so i can hear you
0: live. that is so great every week yeah, yeah it's just right there well and it's so wonderful it's amazing that we have technology yes. you know available that you know in a moment mm-hmm. you can go and even be live and just speak to yeah. where somebody's at but the way God took this and started bringing together some of the natural gifts and abilities that you have, mm-hmm. that you were even thinking like, what do I do with this? Is this a business? Is this a side thing? Is yeah. this just something I love to do? Yeah. And God sort of married that with your heart and call for ministry and has brought together something that is phenomenal that is really impacting your city, but impacting outside the city. So I really want you to tell the story about what you are doing yeah. right there in Jackson.
1: Well, it kind of launched out from the Instagram, There is Hope. I wanted to find a way my followers, whether they're you know tuning in live every week or just liking pictures or however they know about me, basically, to find a way that they could give hope. Yeah, And it kind of also came through thinking through what I wanted a website to look like, you know, subtitles and things like that, and let them know that there is hope for them on a weekly basis, but those that tune in can actually put their hand to something and start to give hope as they're receiving it. So good. And so a few years ago, you know, I was kind of like, do I continue to do what I'm doing at Word of Life Church or do I start a party business? Because I love people mm-hmm. and I love party planning. I'm always up for a surprise and throwing themes. And, and you are amazing at
0: it. It's I mean, fun. It's But really. you are really, like you have the skills, like every detail, the creativity and ideas to pull things together. I mean, it's obviously just like a natural Gift of yours, yeah,
1: it's fun. I'm thankful that you know that is one gift that God has given me because I enjoy it, yeah, as well. So that kind of opened up through wanting to do a party business, but I never got the green light. Like every time I would bring it to the Lord, like God, you know, you know, I want to do a party business. I love themes and. Pulling people together for gatherings and even, like, found places that I thought I could, you know, rent out or purchase or whatever that looked like to have a party store. Yeah. And um, even made a vision board for it. Wow. Of what I wanted it to look like and the product I would carry in the store even. And never got that green light, so couple years go by, and then my last son that I get pregnant with, his name's Jagger, he's two now, but right before he was born, they found a dilation in one of his kidneys, and so we have to go every year to this local hospital and get his kidneys checked, basically, to make sure they're thriving and doing good, and so in the process of having to go to this hospital, that was a real emotional time for us, you know, he was a newborn, and Just walking through the halls, I was thankful that he had nothing terribly huge at that moment Mm -hmm. that he was having to overcome, but walking through the halls and seeing the other children there and these parents there, the look on their faces was simply they had lost all hope Mm -hmm. and they were, you know, beat down basically. And in that moment, I just felt like the Lord was leading me there in that hospital for you know, the time where my son was, but also to find a way to give hope to these parents and to these kids that were there. And so Uh having a desire to do a party business and do celebrations and birthdays birthed into creating a life group through our church called Give Hope Hope Pantry. And Uh it's basically where just people, as they sign up for the group, they come to donate supplies that are needed for the local hospital where we have been assigned five complex care patients these patients are there for life and the youngest is 3 the oldest is 27
0: well wow. so these are serious cases mm-hmm. that especially the kids like the families the parents cannot take care of them at home mm-hmm. so they are living in this hospital and for all intents and purposes, they are there until they die. Pretty much, yeah. So as far as just the normal things of life, there's just really nothing yeah. that's done. Hmm. And so you taking this ability and these gifts and the vision that you have to throw some pretty amazing parties. Yeah. Party business thing. God's not going, yeah, that's the thing to do. Yeah. And it, you launch this yeah. and grab up people. Mm-hmm to throw parties for these these kids. Yeah,
1: and it I mean, it just really much cost me my time, you know, because I believe when you step out there and do what God's calling you to do, even if you don't understand it, just to act upon what he does and he'll see that the resources come in. And Amen. so, the first party we did, we had over $500 worth of donations of party supplies wow. for, th- one kid's for one kid, for one kid's party to put on for him and just celebrate the you know the day he was created to basically bring hope back to his world through that we just you know honored him but took time to recognize you know that he is a child of god whether people see him where he is or not and even though many of these kids can't communicate just to celebrate the life that they have here on earth yeah and just find a way to give that hope back to them yeah
0: so these kids are in there for life, and so here comes you with your team, mm-hmm. and you are loaded with, I think you told me, the last one you did, the child got like 15 gifts. Yeah. Yeah. He had like 15 gifts, and they ended up
1: to be two sheet cakes and 25 cupcakes. <laughs> and all the, the other kids child. get to come. Yeah, all the other patients in the hospital that oh they, we've gosh. been assigned to, they get to come and see what it's about. So each one, we celebrate their birthdays. And if a month falls and they don't have a birthday, uh-huh. we can take them on field trips, or we can come in and do back-to-school bashes or a Christmas party. It's just all about party, so, you know, celebrating them and their life that they have, and for me, that was a cool thing to witness was it wasn't like, oh, you know, Hope, you're not going to ever do a party business. You have to, you know, give up one to do the other, but it was like... God brought these two desires, you know, only at his timing that he yeah. could have done something like that, but yeah. it let me know that God sees every detail of our lives, every prayer that we pray, every That's desire so that we have, Yeah, and he's just like, I can even combine them yeah. together of wow. helping patients in a hospital and celebrating life through birthdays, Yeah, and, you know, you're still able to do what God's telling you to do where you're at at the moment, so... Yeah.
0: You know, Hope, there's two things that I really appreciate and admire about you and about how you've walked this out. The first one is um, when you knew that desire was present and you had an idea of the way you thought it could be. Well, I could start a party business. Mm -hmm. But it just wasn't. There wasn't a green light. You didn't force that. Yeah. You sat back. And just waited on timing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: waited on what God was directing, yeah. and let that come to pass. I think a lot of times people go, well, I want to do something, so I'm just going to force this and do it. Yeah. But it wasn't circumstances that were holding you back that you just weren't pushing through. It was, no, in my heart, yeah, I don't have a green light on this, so I'm going to wait. I yeah. think that's such a key. And mm-hmm. then the other thing that I so admire is that when you did know, you know, like the Lord brought that back to you and said, That hospital, yeah, where you saw all that desperation. Yeah. Where you had to walk through those halls with your little boy. Yeah. I want you to go back there. Yeah. And I want you to bring hope. Mm-hmm. When direction came, then you did something really gutsy. Yeah. You you stepped out in boldness all by your lonesome. Nobody was cheering yeah. you on. And it took a little pushing then Mm -hmm. at that point, didn't it? Would you tell that part? Because I think that's going to help a lot of people that are walking out things that are maybe outside of the box, Mm -hmm. you know, of what God's wanting them to do. And they're like, how do I do this? So will you tell that part about how you had to kind of press?
1: Yeah, when I, you know, it started the earlier part of the summer and when I knew that that was how God was combining those desires for me to do that, you know, I think a lot of times we want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's about, well, I'll do this if I'm comfortable. Right. Whether God, you know, yeah. gives you the green light or not, we, right. we're we just human. We want to operate what's convenient and comfortable. Yeah. And one thing I found in my own life, whatever God is asking me to do, it's always uncomfortable and it's always <laughs> an inconvenience. <laughs> It's so true. And and I'm like, you know, what the heck, God? Like, how how does this keep happening this way? Right. But the thing about it is, is that's what faith is. It's being willing to step out there and not only believe it and know that you're supposed to do it, but... To walk it out and put action behind it. Oh, that's good. And it was just one step after another because that's how I believe God leads is not in miles, but he's going to lead you in steps. Come on. And that's how he's done anything that he's done in my life is through steps. And once you take that one step, it opens up another step through your obedience and that's how that happened was, you know, I knew that I was supposed to do that with the hospital thing. I knew I was supposed to do it through a life group Mm -hmm. and outreach and um, weeks. It was like six weeks went by. I had emailed the hospital, called them, didn't hear anything back. And so I'm starting to question, you know, is this right? Did I make the right move? And I really had that one-on-one conversation with God because I'm real with God. I'll just Vent yeah. to him and let him know what's up, basically. Like, I need your help. And I told him, I said, I'm feeling defeated. I'm feeling discouraged, but I know that I didn't miss what you had to say to me about doing this thing in the hospital with yeah. the Hope Pantry.
0: So you emailed them. Mm -hmm. Said, here's who I am. I'm willing to do this. Six weeks goes by, Mm -hmm. and you get nothing. Yeah. And then you have this conversation with God.
1: Yeah, I have this conversation with God, and the next day, he just kind of keeps reminding me to trust him through the process that it's coming. Like, this is what I've told you to do. And I get two phone calls, and they're missed phone calls because they they know I work for Word of Life because in the emails and stuff, I've let them know, where to contact me, and I've yeah. given them my cell number. But um, I want—I did let them know that this wasn't necessarily with Word of Life Church. Like yeah. I work there, you can call me there. Right. But this is what I'm doing on my own. Sure. And so when they finally I returned their calls, they basically said, "Can you come in the next day to meet with our staff and different people that oversee things at the hospital and meet with all the nurses and stuff on the floor." for these patients and so I was like wow this is huge like I don't know anything about medical anything terms and so it's already uncomfortable because I don't know what they're gonna do or say and so I go the next day meet with about five people around a round table in a back room and they did you basically feel I did and I was like, What the heck am I doing here? Like, this is so awkward. Yeah. And it you know, again, I'm questioning God and yeah. that that's really where God he doesn't want us to question him. Yeah. He just wants us to trust him once we've heard. Yeah. And to rule out the doubt. And yeah. So at that table, they said, you know, you are an answer to prayer. And I was like, really? You know, I was kind of shocked. Like, what do you mean? And they basically just said, we had had a board meeting in our hospital, and we sat down with different staff here, and we had said that there were these five complex care patients who are here for life, and not many people pay attention to them and celebrate them. And we were wanting to find a way to do parties for them. and celebrate them and they said when we got your email and we looked up everything you were about on social media and your blog and all this they said we knew you had to be legit basically and they said you know you were an answer to prayer because we had just talked about this in a board meeting and so I just was weeping at the table because I'm like God, you're so amazing and you're faithful and even Shoot. when you don't see the story, so to speak, yeah, it's just like, man, God is there and you know that you've heard and just to be a part of something like that, I knew that, you know, it was just an opportunity I had now to act on and yeah, get what I
0: needed to get, you yeah. know, to these children. So How amazing mm-hmm. that this extremely unique out of the ordinary thing yeah. that God puts in your heart, mm-hmm. this sort of recipe of party planning. Yeah, I have to take my son to this hospital once a year, Yeah, and I see this situation, and then God's called me to give hope. Yeah. There is hope, but help other people give hope. Mm-hmm. And the Lord says, contact that hospital. Mm-hmm. You don't hear anything. Here medical professionals are meeting in your city saying, man, if we just had somebody... Yeah. <laughs> that could come in and celebrate mm-hmm. these kids yeah. so that they have hope.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and at that moment, you know, there sits your email. I mean, Hope, it's amazing what God will orchestrate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and is really waiting Yeah, on the other side of just obedience, yeah. really. Yeah, that's exactly it. Wow. Mm -hmm. So now I think you told me there's like roughly about a group of 25 people that are a part of this life group. Yeah. At your church, Mm -hmm. Word of Life Church there in Jackson. And y'all are making plans to just go in and be a blessing. And then didn't you tell me you had so much for that party you did. You wound up feeding like all the staff. Yeah,
1: the whole floor of all their staff, nurses, I mean, everybody came in um, wow. to get fed that day because of the snacks and the
0: cake. Wow. You know, if you're listening today, I just want to say, I mean, I know things are stirring in your heart, and Hope story is such a reminder that favor, supply, mm-hmm. you know, all meet you on the other side of what God is directing you to mm-hmm. do. And it's amazing what He'll use us to do. If we'll just, you know, step out and believe him. And also those things, you know, that maybe for some reason or another you despise. Yeah. Like you said, man, I just I just do not like my name. Yeah. And so it's the very thing. <laughs>
1: the very thing that he calls you a lot, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he exactly turns right. it. And makes it work for our good. Yes, he does. So I'm just so thankful to you for just sharing your story. I just feel like there's a lot of people that maybe God stirred some things in them that they just counted maybe as insignificant. Yeah. And that God's going, no, I actually have purpose for that. Yeah. I have purpose for that. Mm -hmm. You know, and this will speak to them. I want everybody to make sure that they know how to get connected with Hope, to follow this journey, follow her ministry. It is just growing leaps and bounds. I know there's some things you've got in the works that we won't mention now, but some pretty awesome stuff is coming up. So how can they connect with you?
1: Really is through just social media on Instagram. There is Hope 36. And then through the YouTube channel is Hope Lamberson. There's a couple of Bible studies uploaded on there. And then the blog is actually kind of tied through the Instagram. So whatever we talk about on Instagram Gets posted to YouTube, but the actual notes of the Bible study go on the blog. Yeah. And that blog is just thereishope36.wordpress.com.
0: Awesome. Make sure you go in there and check it out. Listen, Hope and I just come into agreement for you. Whatever God is stirring in you, called you to do, that you'll know the timing of it. Yes. You'll know the first steps of it. God will lead you in that. And just like she shared that, Maybe whatever you're doing right now, maybe it doesn't have to be one or the other. But God will lead you in that, show you the way forward. But just like Jesus said, whatever he tells you to do, yes. just do it. And you will be amazed at how God will use you and use you to be a blessing to people around you. Amen. Amen. Hope, thank you so much thank for being here. Thank you for here. having me. I enjoyed it. Wow, is that not one of the most amazing stories you have heard in a long time? I was so blessed to have Hope as our guest, and I'm so thankful for her willingness to not only share and talk about what she's doing, but the process of how God walked her into it. And I just believe that in this giving season, that there is a way that you and I can even link arms with Hope and her team and what they are doing to make a difference, a huge difference, and impact the lives of these children that are in this hospital, not only them, but their families as well. And we want to give you an opportunity to make a difference with her. If you would like to contribute and give financially during this giving season to Hope Pantry, here is how you can do it. You can go to my website, that's gentringale.com. it's J-E-N-T-R-I-N-G-A-L-E.com, and click the Give button in the top right-hand corner. Next, that screen will come up, just enter your amount that you want to give and select whether you would like to pay with credit or debit card, or you can pay with your own PayPal account. Next, you'll see a place where it says, add special instructions to the seller. Now, this is where you're going to type in that field the words Hope Pantry, H-O-P-E, Pantry, P-A-N-T-R-Y. This way we will know that all of the funds that are given that are designated for Hope Pantry will get to them. We are gonna add to it and send them a check to be a blessing, to help them fund these events that they are doing for these precious children and they do it with such excellence. Listen, right now for the most part, they are doing this many times out of their own pocket and just out of local donations that come in. But what an amazing thing to get to be a part of, to help them throw these birthday parties and special events for these kids that have been without hope for so long. But God has sent somebody, a woman on a mission with her team, to make such a difference and bring light into what has been such a dark place. I just love this story and not only the story, but what they're doing so much. And I know it stirred your heart too. So go to our website, gentringale.com. Make sure that you designate Hope Pantry in your giving, and we are going to be a great blessing. And listen, I want to encourage you that as you give, sow this as a seed. Listen, there could be some things God has in your heart that's just a dream, an idea. Maybe you're still just seeking God going, God, how do you want to use this? How do How can this make a difference? And just like Hope, you're in that process. But I believe you can sow this seed into what they're doing at this hospital for these wonderful kids. And that you can sow this as a seed that will make the way for you to be able to just walk out what God has put in your heart to do. Let it be a seed of destiny. Thank you so much for all that you're gonna do for your wonderful giving and support of Hope Pantry. And as always, thank you for listening. Listen, we say God bless you during this Thanksgiving season. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and friends. We are certainly thankful for you and we call you blessed. Have a great week. We'll see you here next time. Bye-bye.